what it's so hard for me to process what I'm seeing that mm-hmm. you don't see anything in a sense, like, mm-hmm. and you just keep staring at it. Um, and I just, I love how that all worked itself into a flourish of the movie. You may far when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Hello. I am so thrilled to be with you all. It's a great day. We got a great movie to get into. We got some other stuff to talk about first. So super happy everybody is here. This is a quick reminder to everybody tuning in that you can always support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash films in black and white or sharing us with a friend or leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts. So just wanted to get that in there. Um, also, I did make sure want... you follow us on our socials, because you know what I mean? Socials as well. Follow us on socials, Films in Black and White, Twitter, film, well, Films underscore BW on Twitter, Films in yeah. Black and White on TikTok, Films in Black and White on Instagram. Make sure just, you follow us to just, stay connected. Just search Films in Black and White. Wherever mm-hmm. you go, just well, search that. Be, well, not, just be careful, because they'll just pop up as black and white movies. We've, that's, we're trying to figure that out. The SEO well, keeps fucking with us. That's <laughs> accurate. But, you know, in order to really get into it, and for, in order for it to feel like a podcast, I want to make sure that we are getting everybody into this space and chatting about the, the movie and all we have. So I'm going to kick it on down to a one Brian Haywood Roush. Hello. Brian, Hello. how you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm 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 feeling like feeling like Emerald and Nope. I'm just I'm I'm, Ooh. I'm here. I'm here Ooh. for the show. I'm here to tell you everything. Just oh man, I'm just so I'm like I told the uh, I told folks in the group chat. I'm like vibrating with energy to talk about this movie Makes with these excited. guys because it, it like truly this was a movie I wish I could have seen with Doug and Marcus like it, oh, in yeah. the same aisle because oh my gosh, I can't wait to get into it. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm super, super pumped to talk about it. I have a bombastic Brian segment coming up. Uh, so I'm really excited to get into that as well. So I'll, I'll lead off with that. I'm excited to be here. That's awesome. Brian, we also wish we could have seen this with you because it would have just just been awesome. So uh, I vibe with that. percent. I also need to kick it on up to a one Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. You know what I mean? It was it's been a it's been a wild Monday. The roller coaster of emotions. It has been a wild uh, okay. weekend was a wild. Listen, I had an experience this weekend. I think Doug oh. has experienced me in a different type of fashion. <laughs> so yep. we'll get into what that. that mean? Yep. I mean, uh-huh. it, it's just the whole I'll tell you the whole experience. I'm very when we excited get to start to talking about, about it. no. Okay. It's gonna be so interesting. Man. I'm very I'm excited. here. I'm here. Doug, how are you feeling, man? I am feeling great. It has been a good Monday. Um, but I am also series trying to help me out with my intro yeah. and telling me how yeah. I feel. Love it. Just mm-hmm. fine. Um, Love it. Yeah, just real quick for anybody listening. Hey, Siri, mm-hmm. subscribe to Films in Black and White. I just wanted to make sure everybody knew what Ooh. needed to happen to wow. okay. everybody's iPhone who okay. might be listening. Impressive. Because um, okay. that's okay. what I wanted. Um, 
but I've had a good Monday. It's been a great day. Um, I'm, work is going well. So all in all, things are moving in the right direction. We're gearing up for kindergarten in the Wagner household. So oh, we, are, we are too. We, we are, are very too. excited about that. Um, yes. When, got, when does it, when, when's the big day? Uh, 18th is the first day of school. Yep. So we yep. are same here. Trotting in that direction. So it's exciting. It's a weird moment, but it's an exciting moment. So yeah, very, very for fun. sure. But gentlemen, I want us to talk just a little bit about a one Roman Myers. Uh, I want to shout I'm out a, to I'm, Roman. I know him. Yeah, we, we know him. Yep. Um, so Roman has <laughs> given us another quote to Oof. fill into what I almost want to name um, Roman's millions. Um, just because yeah. he's he's put some money on the line to back up this. Uh, yeah, he's exactly. now created us versus the listener for catch that quotable, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. So Roman has given us a quote. Here's the here's the bump. Catch the that That's that's music is the best part. Um, it really I'm pretty is. sure it changes every time. Um, <laughs> Never the same key. But but Roman has given us a quote this week, and he says it's from one of his favorite movies. So I wanted to put the stakes out there for us to really, really get it. So, gentlemen, are you ready to hear Roman's quote for this week's Catch That Quotable? As ready as I'll ever be. All right. All right. Here we go. Calm. Do murder and calm go together? Calm and murder? Murder? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna read it again. Calm. Do murder and calm go together? Calm and murder. Murder. Hmm. Okay. Well, this ain't gonna help me none. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, this feels. This feels like an accidental murder. Like if if that's any way to guide us, I don't know. Murder. It feels accidental. But there's also a part of me that there's also a part of me that feels like I know what this is. That's interesting. Really? There's a part of me that feels like I've heard this before and not that I know what it is. (sighs) Yeah. I I don't think I've seen this movie. It's very specific. Okay. Uh, Hear me out. Okay. Great. I love this. Hear me out. I swear not to butterscotch soda. <laughs> I, I tell you now. Beat I don't, us to us. I beat us to now, it. I don't know the title of this movie, but okay. I feel like I've heard. So my mom likes to watch westerns. And okay. That's oh. a lot, right? Okay. But I feel like this is it may not necessarily a western, but it's like an older movie. Okay. Like maybe. <laughs> I feel mm. stupid for saying this because I have no idea. So never mind. Okay, Actually, well, I'm gonna say it I, anyway. I feel like it could be a black and white movie. That's I was fine. Or I was gonna say that this kind of almost sounds like Jimmy Stewart a little bit. Mm, like yeah, like some of that like, type, like murder, like right? That kind of over murder. murder. Oh, gee, do, murder. Yeah. do murder and do, do murder and calm go together? <laughs> yeah, calm like and that, murder, murder. That's the that's the, <laughs> I, that's the kind of vibe that I'm, I don't want to say that I've heard it before, but that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting from. It. Yeah. Like murder, like that kind of. That My kind favorite, of thing, but thing I don't to know. Do. Title. Well, now do... that's all I can think about. So all I can think about is Rear Window right now. And I don't My... know any older movies. So my favorite thing to do is to do my impression of Samuel L. Jackson as the guy from Pulp Fiction, but instead what? of Samuel L. Jackson, it's so Jimmy Stewart. What? It's my favorite thing so to do. Rare. Does he look like a bitch? 
Then why'd you try to fuck him like a bitch, Brad? <laughs> like, it's my favorite. Like, what? I could do that for hours. That, that sounds deranged. Where are yeah, you doing yeah. this for but, hours? <laughs> I don't know, because that's just how I am at my house. I mean, Welcome if we went on a road no, trip, that's, that's solid. That's like a where solid do I half do it? hour right where there. Do I like, do it? Where do you do it for hours? Welcome to working from home, Marcus. Okay. <laughs> just walking through my house. <laughs> It's I was waiting for to be like, like I have such Stewart. a strong marriage with Britney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's truly yeah, yeah. my gem. That I shout at her in Jimmy Stewart <laughs> phrased expletives. Um, okay, here's my guess for this. My Do guess it. is, so I married an axe murderer. Uh, that movie with oh. Mike Myers. Because it feels like, this is Can why I, I think this, I, oh, this okay. is why I'm placing it. It feels like this is a scene where either she reveals to him that he's she's a murderer, or he and his friend find, find out for the first time, and his friend is like, dude, you got to stay calm. Like everything's fine with your relationship. And he wants to say, he's trying to say like, there's no reason I should be calm. It's hmm. my guess. I'm going with a, I, I, I don't know. I don't have any guess. Literally. I'm just going with an old school movie. Okay. Oh, so I'm, that... cause I'm thinking like 90 What's miracle on 94th street. Miracle something on 34th. Like yeah. Something like maybe not. What? I would love to hear that. Maybe I would love it that, that this was a quote, quote from Santa Claus, but <laughs> something around that, like black and white grayscale. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Brian, any guesses? Murder. Um, what do you call those films? What are those? I, I am very, I, I'm at a loss. Okay. I don't know. Mm. I'm trying to lock in on Roman a little bit. Yeah, well, um, yeah, lock in on him. Get him in. Get him in your sights. Get him in, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the size I, of a. Uh... I don't know. I, I don't know. It's 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 difficult. I already know we did Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, um, otherwise, I probably I would have said that. Uh... <sighs> All right, I gotta I gotta wrap this up here. So I'm just gonna say I don't know. I, I I'm gonna chunk it. Yeah, it's it rear, rear window. Okay. All right, R- Roman okay. is watching right now. So this oh, is he really take oh, her on to get this. Oh, so man, gentlemen. Roman. So again, for those remi- target for some of you needed your reminder on what the quote is. The quote yes, is please. calm. Do murder and calm go together? Calm and murder, murder. Murder? See, you see what I'm saying? It's the influx in the murder. It, it is. Know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. What is okay? I guess no money. This this week. is from a great memorable. This is from a movie called The Ghost and Mister Chicken, starring Don Knotts, Joan wow. Staley, Liam Redmond, and Dick Sargent. Brian Marcus, wow. Roman you put were... the chicken in the even the chicken. <laughs> Marcus, you were ahead of beat on this. This movie's from 1966. No shit. It's you had a beat on it. a black and white movie? I Wait, the, what's it called? It's called Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Um, it's a Don Knotts movie. So my yeah. impr- so so my, Brian, even you being like, I feel like this is said by somebody who's like Jimmy Stewart, <laughs> also not far off base. I, I mean, oh, wow. Rowan, you got us. This was That's solid. Crazy. Well done. Okay. We, we dialed in though. It's not black and white, but it is an older movie. Okay. 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 I'll take it. That's, no, I'm good. That's incredible. That's good, it's, Roman. That's a, wow. That's a that's, deep a, dive. that's no. a very deep dive. I'm that impressed. Solid. So, um, shout out to to Roman for submitting shout that because 
we would never yeah have he it. got some mouth horns and mm-hmm. also if you would like a full can't give all my money away <laughs> lol <laughs> <laughs> you're well, right we, we know we, we, can't give all right. you. we, we understand um, also if you would like me to recite more quotes from pulp fiction as jimmy stewart mm. uh just let us know in the comments because yeah. i'm i'm happy that's to a, do that's a, a separate patreon tier so I, I mean i that I feels like something if we ever did like a fundraiser where we watched like all of the Marvel stuff back to back in a live stream. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like that would be the midnight yeah, thing to like try sure. to keep us awake as we're trying oh, to slog yeah. through like Thor the Dark World yeah. or something. No, also, yeah. also, if you want us to do uh, a Marvel uh, a, a Marvelathon as a fundraiser, whoa, let whoa, us know. whoa, we so offer just... away too much. <laughs> whoa. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that fundraiser time. would we would need to have some some dollar yeah, amount there. To, uh, there yeah. would have to be some plans for that. Good, <laughs> but gentlemen, we have a whole other podcast to get through, we and do. we have a whole other stuff. But before we get to anything, yeah. I want to turn it over to Marcus J. Destin for right. some uh, updates that he has yeah. for us, and these are right. surprises. So I'm yeah. excited to see what he has. Well, so it, some of this won't be the first thing won't be a surprise because it was announced. But I did just want to take a time um to give us give us a little bit of uh let me see if i can get some music going we heard some news today okay and um i just want to take some time (laughs) where is he going with this to thank the show the flash for all of its hard work bless um it's spent Yes. nine seasons it was announced today yes. thanks to the shared news of brian roush that it will oh, be shucks. ending with season nine and i just want to thank grant gustin of all people for Hallelujah. your dedication because you sir the highlight of season eight was gold boots and i knew it was on its last leg when the highlight of a comic-con was flash getting gold boots <laughs> We saw how tired how, you were, man. We saw the, it in your eyes when you had to show up to the DC fandom and announce that gold boots were coming. And I said, free my guy, Grant Gustin. So I just wanted to take some time. Free at last, free at last. Good oh, God almighty, geez. Grant Gustin is free at last. It was an almighty run. And you came from the arrow and ran your own show literally to the oh, ground. Yeah. I mean, that show outlived the arrow it outlived supergirl it outlived the legends of tomorrow it bought Uh, thon eight times black lightning i i mean everything absolutely incredible when we say that this show ran its last leg we mean that both figuratively and literally so i just wanted to tell grant gustin May you rest in power, young man. <laughs> he's just and dead. Also, and also, he's not dead. He's not dead. Clear. I, just, you know, I know he'll be happy to hang up that goddamn red suit. And Candace Patton, you've been doing and the same true. Irish. Uh, Irish. Let me true. say that again. Iris. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> this Iris Allen stick oh, yeah. for nine for years. You, yeah. you, you had this path. You were working on your doctorate well, in season yeah. one, and now yeah. you're as the reporter. You're a reporter. You yeah. were you were Team Flash at one yeah. point. I, I didn't can tell they didn't, they didn't know what to do with you sometimes. Yeah. So way to stick it out to the yeah. end. Just, they gave you zero 
evolution in your character. I, I just, and, I, 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 I wish you the best in your future projects, yeah, everybody yeah. on that team, because wow, nine years free. is I'm a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> don't know years. anybody that's been in a job for nine years. No, nine, nine years. years? I mean, no, hell, no. You still, most people get a plaque. Y'all just got gold boots as your highlight. Anyway, yep, you're, they so, took plaque material and they put it on your feet. That's they what just happened. put it right on your feet. So employee of the month awards were just melted for gold boots for the season eight. So anyway, rest in peace to the flash show just wanted to make that and here's another scenario i want to get our brain juices flowing before we get into nope okay okay saw this on tiktok it says for those at home create any six members of the avengers team with any marvel character besides the six listed and the six are captain america hulk hawkeye black widow iron man and thor so i wanted to see what everybody's um oh what everybody's answer would be I mean, I think about this on a daily basis. Yeah. Five-year-old son talks to me about it. <laughs> That's true. All That's the true. time. So yeah. I, I'm happy to start off. Come on, bro. Kick us off. the chat. All right. Uh, here's the six-member team. You got Captain Marvel, Carol mm-hmm. Danvers. You got Black Panther. Whoever's the Black Panther at that point. You got Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in... Um, oh my gosh, you, you bring in, uh, we've talked about this. Uh, well, I'm going to say iron spider, the iron spider suit. Okay. Okay. I just, someone's in the iron spider suit. I just, I feel very, very, uh, particular about that. Uh, you got Wanda. You knew this was coming. You got Wanda. No surprises here. Yeah. And then lastly, you got Ironheart. So that's hey, that's your okay. team. That's, that's well your team. Good. Well diverse team. I really like the spread of powers and people. I really just, good. you know, really there's good. not like a big science like person on the team, but you know, if I'm writing the story, that's where you get your Hulk cameo or, ah. you know, whoever. Okay. That's a good one. I think I was going, I'm going to go Wolverine. Okay. And then I'm going to go, mm. never has happened really before. I will go Wolverine. Then I'll go Storm. Ooh, I like Ooh, Also okay. adding good Storm addition. to the Avengers. Yes. I also would have a Black Panther character. Well, actually, take it back. I would add War Machine because I feel like War Machine Ooh, needs more love. Yeah, that's a good he does. One. Okay, so I'm gonna have those three. A Spider Man. Now it could yep. be any Spider Man. Now if I'm sticking with my black theme here, I would go Miles Morales because I want him I to have it. his run. I dig um, it. And then my fifth character, I would do a She Hulk because that's super oh, important. Nice. And then for another character, I feel like you need a character I'm not really into, but I want to get into Nova. And not young Nova, yeah. but the older version, Richard. Okay. I think his name is Richard. The older guy. Yeah, the older version. Not the Nova. young one. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the not the no, not the young one. So I would those would be my six. Um no, not really just personal favorites power wise. And I feel like they're still kind of powerhouses in it. Actually, yeah. take away Nova, I go Daredevil. Because I feel like you need somebody Ooh, who doesn't really man, somebody who's he, a little bit more street level. Man, him on an Avengers team, he'd be, be so yeah. he'd be so depressed all the time. Whenever, so, nobody so would really it about it. So, but the, the Spider Man, the Spider Man would balance it out, and the She Hulk. <laughs> right. I feel like it would all it'll work itself. Yeah. She Hulk, what a great addition! Like yeah. I feel like we're in for a. Tr- I honestly, I really do feel like we're in for a treat. Oh I yeah, think we are it too. might be one of the better ones. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think it, I think it'll be might, might be one of the better ones. Yeah, for sure. Here's what that I was... have. So mine is there's several from many of these that are kind of uh, matched up with this. So okay. um, my first one is Luke Cage. 
I really nice. like Luke Cage as a character. I think you mm. need a powerhouse, and I feel like he's a good powerhouse. Like if you lose yep. the Hulk, I feel like he's a good person to add in, just given his power set and his and who he is. Not a so, rage monster. No, and he has a little bit more control. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so Luke Cage is on there. Wolverine for me is also on there. Um, I like the. I just like the energy he'd bring to that yeah. team. He's for a guy that never wants to be on a team, he, yep. he sure makes it out. He always on makes a team. He makes it hard to be he not. He, he he's does. like, I don't want to be here, but they're like, but you're so good at it. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I do kind of want to be here. You're right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna echo the Spider Man. A Spider Man, Miles Morales yep. doesn't be Parker. Really doesn't matter to me. I'd yep. even be okay with like a um, the like. What's the name of Gwen Stacy Spider? Um, oh, I mean Ghost Spider. Yeah, I think Ghost Spider would also be fine. Yeah, any Spider person. Let's put it that way. Any mm-hmm. Spider yes. person on there. Agree. Um, I really like the addition of having Reed Richards on there for the science hmm. perspective. Of See, I was gonna do that. I didn't want to split the team up. I was gonna do Human Torch, but I, yeah. I feel like you have to have at least two of them. Yeah, on the team, which is fair. But I'm gonna add him. But and yeah, just say he's getting add. called in. I mean, for yeah. this one. Um, I also had Daredevil in there. I really like having Daredevil in there. Oh, yeah. If only to see him be miserable for whatever mission they're going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, because he's not going to enjoy no. his time. Him and Wolverine would just be a fucking Oh, bummer. my gosh. Just depression corner. Oh, God, oh yeah. 100%. So much trauma. Um, yeah. And then I'm also going to add Vision to the mix. Like, I oh, think fuck. Vision I would think be about good. Okay. Okay. So I would, that would be my six. So That's Vision... Good. Reed Richards, Daredevil, Wolverine, Luke Cage, and uh, some spider person. Those are good teams. Those are yeah. good teams. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to get our brain juices flowing a little bit. I That's like all the that. question wanted to ask that. That was um, fun. Keep I you on really your toes. Like Doug, I, really... I was waiting for you to like whip out Ghost Rider, Blade, yeah. like Morbi. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, Midnight you're fine. All Midnight I mean, Suns. I almost, I was very close as I was thinking through it. I'm glad you guys went first because I was like, well, I can't put like all of the defenders of the streets on a team. Yeah. So I kept it to just two. Of I them, mean, so yeah, yeah I would were... do Punisher, but it would have to be the newer version of Punisher and not the, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah not, not the gun wielding gun. I Punisher. mean, it would be tough to have yeah. him on there. On the but we're oh, man. We're, we are overdue for a, for a Punisher telling cops off. That's all I'll say. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right oh, yeah. For that. Um, but gentlemen, we had the pleasure of going well, to see. Well, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm feeling bombastic. I, I was promise. pivoting into it, Brian. Mm. Oh, oh, I'm so pivoting sorry. In. Mm. Pivoting in. Anyway, so I'm going to continue my pivot. So we all had the pleasure of pivoting <laughs> of seeing Jordan Peele's Nope in a theater. What am I heated? <laughs> I have just we just we, fu- the sh- we fucked up his transition. Sorry, oh, I man. did. I messed anyway, it up. We all saw this in a theater, and Brian had a very unique observation that made he him did. a little bit bombastic that he would like to chat about. Brian, hey everybody, it's Brian. <laughs> I am here today to talk to you about why I'm feeling so bombastic. So probably like you, uh, I saw a movie in a theater this weekend. Uh, maybe you saw one last weekend, and uh, I saw it outside of AMC, and this is very important to the story of why I'm bombastic. I expect the deranged self-approval in an AMC theater. They're the 
biggest moneymaker. They know they can get away with it. They they just they rake in money. So they they do this weird Nicole Kidman ad that we've talked about a million Ooh. times here. Yeah, it weird. feels as deranged as it is out of place. It's fine. Whatever. I went to a Regal's cinema this weekend. Oh. And I kid you not, they had three separate ads advertising the theater that I had already bought a ticket for. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Who is this for? Why do I need to be convinced to be in the theater I'm already in? I've already given you my money. That's weird. I don't understand what else that you want. I'm sitting in the seat. I might go buy a snack. You want to run an ad for M&M's? That's fine. You want to run an ad for Coke? That's fine. But then you got a whole ad being like, hey, here's our rewards program. And it's like, I already know about it because I saw the poster when I walked in. I bought a ticket to be here. This was by design. I'm not here by accident. I made a choice to drive here to go to the theater. And you're still advertising the theater like you're selling a car. Like, why are you doing this? I just I'm I'm not I'm a little upset, but like, I just want to talk. I just want to talk to whoever's in charge and That's why weird. there's a weird neon glow roller coaster thing advertising your theater before the movie starts in the preview queue. I've already had to sit through the bullet train preview for about a year. That's and true. now I, gotta <laughs> I forgot watch that a, movie wasn't out yet. <laughs> it's not out yet. And I gotta I gotta now be on a weird roller coaster before my movie starts advertising the theater i i'm already in it's just it i feel like i'm losing my mind i don't know why we do it the first theater to explain to me why they do it i i would appreciate it i don't understand it i don't like this practice it's it's like it's like they're so worried we're not going to come back to a theater they need to advertise it and the thing that i'll end on is if theaters are so worried about getting people back mm-hmm. then stop putting these stupid previews <laughs> for your own place in a theater cuz guess what i can do at home i can just turn that's on the true. movie that's true and i don't yeah. get an ad for my living room so that's, that's i it. would love that that's hilarious that also great. also roman points out that marcus theaters does the same thing that they so marcus theaters really? there's a marcus theaters apparently oh, but they also thank do you roman thing. you share my understanding you get it if a theater can explain why they do that if they could show me the data that indicates why they needed to do that i'll I, sign up for the rewards program like you know what i would make the same bet if they can prove why that's a good decision because here's the thing i don't understand about the rewards thing brian is that where would i go to do that i'd have to leave the theater <laughs> in the true. short period of time that i have before the <laughs> movie true. starts i'd have to walk my happy ass back to the ticket yep. booth and be like also true. hey i know i have a ticket but yep. that ad you showed about the <laughs> rewards program you got me sign me up buddy after like, a three-hour movie so you want me to remember that shit right after before the movie starts movie. Yeah. i can't imagine there's paperwork yeah. involved like it's not I, just like they check a box right yeah. like <laughs> i just like i'm just not to gonna throw amazon party. under the bus too but they had an ad about like a, a solid one minute ad about like hey you know what it's been a while since people have been in the theaters let's remember to be quiet and i'm like i i'm sitting through this i paid twenty dollars <laughs> to sit in a theater <laughs> To be reminded to be quiet, I just, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Okay, so I I'll play know. devil's advocate a bit here. Go for it. For that commercial, motherfuckers need to be reminded to shut the hell up. And because Marcus, 
be careful. We're bad at this. We okay. We are bad at this. <laughs> but we're we are very we're bad at this. But we're good at this because we know where we are. So here's the thing. Okay, that's fair. Nope. Theater was relatively empty. It was maybe it was about six empty. of us in there. Very. Vern Theater. Whenever we go to see a movie, is relatively empty. Right. And we usually we don't talk unless we hear somebody else talking. So during Tenet. We didn't really talk a lot except to lean over to each other to say what the fuck is going on because other people were in the theater. That's allowed. That's allowed. The one exception that proves the rule is when we watched In the Heights and I almost (laughs) pissed myself laughing when I misidentified Antonio Antonio, When he said Antonio Banderas and I was like, that's not Antonio Banderas. Mark Anthony. That was Mark Anthony. Oh my God, that's a highlight of that review. But I do feel like people need to be told to shut the fuck up. My other thing is, I, I do remember... When my me and my grandmother used to go to the movie AMC theaters in Houston, yeah. when I was growing up, they would sell you the AMC stub pass before. Mm-hmm. So while you were buying your ticket, they would say, yeah. well, "Would you like to get a AMC stub pass?" And then they would also add on, if you get the AMC stub pass, you'll be able to get a certain amount off your popcorn, a free concession, right. something when you go inside. So that was before. Yeah, I don't. I I stand by that. I don't. I'm not playing devil's advocate for this portion. I don't no, understand no, no. why they're doing that. Make why sense. they're showing that trailer you're fine in the theater look yeah. if i would have seen this earlier like if i would have seen this before the rewards program before yeah. the yep. roller coaster thing yeah. and and before whatever i probably and the bullet train preview um i probably would have been like okay yeah i mean like i guess people or have somebody walk around like oh okay hey during that commercial like a maybe you're game. having somebody come I, hey maybe I shit, it would make more sense than just showing me the trailer with no immediate access to it I, could you I imagine just... the could you imagine the insanity of you're sitting in a movie theater and every so often you see a guy in a yellow get your shirt like, who's walked down <laughs> Yeah, AMC stabs. Come get your stabs here. But he knows. But he knows that he's in a theater, so he's just whispering everything. He's uh, like, "Would you like some popcorn?" Oh You're God, good. twenty dollars. <laughs> just pass it down. You like know what that. I worry about the most no. in movie theaters when it comes to whispering breath. Because for some reason, your breath yeah. can be the freshest before you yep. get in there. And it smells but, like dog shit when you whisper. Mm-hmm. Like, when you start yep. to whisper and lean over to somebody, it just smells like shit. I, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, 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 it's an experience. It's the, I think it's the stress of talking yeah. in the theater when you yeah. know you shouldn't. It makes yeah. your breath smell. The immediate I, theater seats give you halitosis. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to say, before, before we transition, I would rather watch Nicole Kidman take herself way too seriously in AMC <laughs> theaters then watch three separate ads at a Regal where one of the ads is just like people saying movie quotes. Yeah. Just going to the theater. And by the way, Danny Trejo shows up as oh. a cameo in this oh, ad he shows for the theater everywhere. you're in. With a machete? Uh, yeah. 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 He shows up and they're just all quoting nice. quotes. And I and that's when I felt like I was losing my mind because nice. I was like, I paid for this. Danny um, Tra- Trejo's here? When? When did he get here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I just, Hilarious. wild. Yeah, I don't forget wild the stuff. Field. Wipe your seats down, man. This monkeypox got me scared of shit. Marcus has been checking his <laughs> arms for monkeypox periodically Wait, throughout this really? whole podcast. I have been just, a second ago. I was just looking at TikTok and they were just explaining <laughs> like all oh. of the shit. And I was like, man. And then I was thinking about like, man, I didn't wipe my seat down at the theater <laughs> before I like. I think, I think you're it, okay if you don't know anybody with it and you're not like just trying on everybody's clothes. Was, Let's just okay. put it this way. It Let's was like surface way. level. I feel Mon- like I just can't touch anybody, man. Mon- <laughs> monkey, monkey. Monkeypox was the least of your concerns in that theater at that point. That's so, true. That's true. There, I, there's a there's a there's a racist man somewhere that is saying like 
man, I can't wait for a black person to get monkeypox. That was just oh, a God. joke. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. All right. We're doing nope. We got to try it. We got nope. no transition. We got to nope. try it. We got to go. We got to get into the theater. We got to get in. We got to get into it. <laughs> please. Please. So, like I said, <laughs> the, the look on y'all faces. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Roman was in here. <laughs> oh, my so bad. anyway, so we had the pleasure of seeing Jordan Peele's <laughs> Nope this weekend. We did. Um, and we did. I'm going to give Marcus the opportunity to give us the barbershop <laughs> summary for this movie. But gentle, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think he's going to be able to tell you what happened. I, and I, I would love for him to disclose oh, it to the group God. as to okay. why he can't tell us what happened. Here's what happened. Um, but in the, take it away. In the state of South Dakota, okay, there are stores called Flames. And in the state of South Dakota, you can do what they call Delta 9 edibles. Okay? Oh. So oh. I <laughs> Okay, that's where we're going. So I took it upon myself. Sometimes when I have an upset stomach, I will take an edible because it, like, it calms my stomach. I have really bad. I don't know. I think it's IBS. Don't know. So... I try to take an edible to calm my stomach sometimes, like whenever something's going on. So I took it, and sometimes I forget that I took it. So I took it and didn't eat anything. Hence okay. Oh no. I was on an empty stomach. Then we get to we get there about 30 minutes early and we go to this bar. We always get shout out to the Marto. It's a really good yeah, Marto really Brewing good, in Sioux City. Marto Brewing in nice. Sioux City. A nice, nice, nice establishment, right? So they sit us at the bar. We have to drink a beer, but we have to drink it because we sat there and talked. Well, it took the person a while to get us to drink, right? Because yeah. they were super busy. And then we sat there and talked a little bit. And then before we knew it, we had about 10 minutes to drink our entire beer and then go into the movie. Wow. So we literally didn't down the rest of the beer until like 58. Yeah, we kind of got through that last little swig a little quickly. So So mind you, now choices were made. I'm realizing on my last swig, oh shit, I had an edible. And I have, and every time it happens, I say to myself, oh shit. I think I had an edible because I feel I start laughing in my head. It's a very, it's a, it's a very distinct thing. Okay. 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 So this is what I tell remember. Them what, tell them what food you ordered. Do you remember what food you ordered? Tell <laughs> my them what food you ordered. I was yeah, so very hungry. Excited about this. I was so hungry. I ordered a chicken tender basket. <laughs> at the, okay. At the movie theaters. <laughs> I ordered a chicken tender basket. At Last time I ordered a hot dog from this establishment. I gave him a ton of shit for that. I mean, the hot dog is questionable. The chicken tenders should be okay. Chicken tenders are also questionable because I almost ended up shitting myself after the movie. So (laughs) there's that. And the movie was two hours long. He was thinking, ladies and gentlemen, not a bringing endorsement of of the meals. He was thinking about getting what they call the double dog basket before. No, no, I was not. And I said, don't do that. No, I was not going to get a double glizzy basket. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to double glizzy down. Okay, so. This is what I remember from the movie. Oh, no. no. Okay. Oh, no. I just hope my wife is right. This movie has two characters, two main characters, Emerald and OJ. Funny enough, the black guy is named OJ, right? And he's OJ and he rides a white Bronco. I don't know if anybody noticed that. I also Mm -hmm. noticed that he rides a white Bronco. Okay. So, joke, jokey, jokey, jokey. So, it's Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya as your main leads. All right. Their father dies because a nickel 
kills. I see. I thought his dad was in a coma at first, and then it, it, they showed his face, and it was like, oh nope, he was not in a coma. That guy's mm-hmm. dead. So no, he did. Um, he they had a nickel fly in his head, and it basically like pierced his skull, pierced his brain. You know, all that killed him, killed his dad. Hold they on, really quick, the, really quick. Uh, uh, spoiler alert oh, for no. Nope. Yes. So oh, I just want to yeah. make sure before yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we yeah, get yeah. just right. if you have not seen it. Turn yeah. back now because we're gonna give some stuff away. I'm, so just we're giving away. We're giving away. all of it. I away. mean, like, and this is a movie that has layers and is a mystery. Oh, so, God. like, yeah, I, I, I don't know how much clearer we can make it. Like, we're I'll gonna get into everything. Too, but, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. So they own this farm of uh, it's called uh, Haywood Hollywood Horses Ranch. Yep. Haywood yep. Hollywood Horses Ranch. And they're basically acting horse, the animals that act in movies, okay? So whenever you see an animal in a movie, usually they come from a farm of these are all, these are paid actors, right? So they do that. And they were having a money struggle because the dad was like, well, if we do well in this, we'll get pulled back for a sequel. And yep. he's like, okay, cool. So that's what I remember. So then he goes and he, he kills it. OJ then has to become the runner of that ranch, okay? Yep. They're having struggles. The movie kicks off with them on a movie set. OJ does not do well in front of people. He's having an anxiety attack. He knows animals, does not do well in front of people's. And, yep. and, and the people yep. are kind of freaking out because I assume it was all white set and he was black. I couldn't tell if they was freaking out because he was awkward or because he was black. I'm not, I couldn't really pick up uh, on the vibe I both. got was the vibe I got was they had an arrangement with his dad and they were used to working with his dad yeah. acting and working a certain way, but yeah. then kind of got to the other side of it, which was like now they're working with him, they don't have a relationship with him, yep. they don't know that type of thing. So I think they were a little like caught off guard because there was this exchange between what looked like the set producer and then the guy who was in charge of the talent for the commercial. It looked like there was this conversation where it was like, well, the dad just died. And he's like, oh shit. Well, we'll just make it work. Okay. Thanks. I could, that was one thing I I wasn't really, it was a lot going on and that scene felt very intense because they were trying to show you like how much pressure it was in that scene. So then his sister comes on, Kiki Palmer comes on Emerald. And she has all the personality, right? So she is not the one that trains necessarily trains the horses. She's the one that is the personality behind it and can pitch it and can sell it. So she comes in, gives a mm-hmm. history. They are part of the original movie history, you know, all of that other stuff. The black man that rode a horse that was their great great grandfather, and um, you know, they are part of movie history, movie cinema history. So basically, it goes left because the yep. horse ends up kicking some shit because it gets scared yep. when it sees its own reflection, right? So then, all right, cool. They he then tells them, maybe we'll try it again. Maybe you're not ready. So they have all these struggles they have a good relationship but you can tell there's some tension there they go up to the house the sister doesn't really want to do that she says this is my side gig um and the other stuff that she's doing is her main gig but she wasn't supposed to be up there all day she was going to leave with her partner um the next day basically fast forwarding some freaky shit happened. OJ goes outside. He sees something moving in the clouds and he freaks the yep. fuck out. He says about two buses wide and it moves, but it don't move like a like a ship. It ain't like a bird or nothing like that. It's something mm-hmm. wild as hell. So he goes in there. He tries to explain it and she's like, so you telling me you saw a UFO? And honestly, there isn't a lot of back and forth. She believes her brother. So they yep. go and they go and they start getting the camera equipment, all this stuff. They meet another person at the camera place, which is kind of like a Best Buy. And his name is Angel. 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 So he Angel comes and Angel's also a believer of aliens. They find out after he comes and tries to help them set up yes. the cameras because they buy all these expensive cameras that can like look, excuse me, look up in the sky. So they go and they're trying to catch this thing. The first night they, there's a bug on the camera lens so they can't see what the hell is going on. But they actually get a better glimpse of this UFO. The, the sister sees it for herself. Then Angel also saw it and comes back and then they find out the shit is hiding in a cloud. 
because they look back at yep. the camera feed. There's one cloud that isn't moving. So then they go and they say, yep, there it is. I've been looking at this cloud for the last six months or something like that. It's been just standing there. And they said, oh, damn, it's in the cloud. Well, the last time that the uh, they went and they go buy a trap because they buy this fake horse. Then they bring the fake horse back to the field um, because the horses are just disappearing. They all get loose mm-hmm. and then they, they just disappear. They find a fake horse from this ranch down the way called it's Lil Jupe's Ranch. It's, yeah. Yeah, Lil Jupe is the, is the kid at the beginning that had the, it was a lot of shit with the chimpanzee. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, right? <laughs> yep. So um, Lil Jupe is buying the horses from OJ because there's there's something but there with Lil Jupe. I'll just say it now. Lil Jupe is, is feeding this UFO. He yep. thinks he is chosen and ordained to be the feeder of this UFO. And the, the UFO eats the horses. So then OJ is, is buying all the horses, all this other stuff like that. And then um, they uh, find out it's hiding in the cloud. So they try to stall it. They end up sucking, trying to um, buy a decoy horse that has a ribbon on it. It sucks up the decoy horse and then the ribbon gets stuck. So then they're able to find where the cloud is. Okay. So then they can see the cloud and then it, it, they, the, the animal, it's territorial. They find out it's like, it's not aliens in a ship. It's, an alien the yep. thing is an alien right okay? it's an animal so yep. it's an, an it's animal is territorial all that good stuff right and so they you know it sucks up this thing it goes through this whole experience basically it's eating the horses it's eating whatever and then it goes and pisses and shits out whatever it cannot <laughs> consume the metal keys nickels <laughs> quarters all that other stuff it pisses and shits it out and then it, yeah. little juke feeds it and it's territorial animal and it'll eat you if you look at it that's kind of the premise that's the gist yeah. yep that's the gist Hey, I'm was, hey, you know what? There for, a bit. for somebody who <laughs> took a Delta I mean, Nine before this this yeah. event, you Delta Nine, Christy Gnome. Surprising recall. Yep, surprising <laughs> recall. They're gonna come for Marcus. So yeah, if yeah. he's no, not that's, here, that's the main points of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you did. Um, I do want to provide just some context for box office and then cast. So this box office to date, as of a day ago, has made eighty point five million dollars domestically. It had a $69 million budget. Oh, no so shit. It made, it is considered a success in the eyes of the finance folks. Um, as far as cast, um, Daniel Kaluuya is OJ Haywood. Kiki Palmer plays Emerald Haywood. Brandon Para plays Angel Torres. Michael Wincott plays Antlers Holst. He's the kind of the direct, weird director oh, um, okay. connection from the beginning of the movie. Okay. Um, or no weird director of photography um from the beginning who's kind of obsessed with animal footage and yeah he, yeah Ugh. he's got a weird thing going on um steven yoon plays ricky jupe park um ren schmidt plays his wife amber park and then keith david plays otis haywood senior so that's Love the that. cast and the box office can i start please yeah please so doug was right um, we had a conversation as we always do. Me and Doug went to go see it's this at the movie theater. Shout out to the Sioux City Promenade and shout, shout out to the Vermilion Theater, which I will be seeing this movie again when it comes. Um, just to let you know, I'll rip. I, I like this movie. Oh, just, yeah. I'm this just is saying, a movie. Uh, this, this was one of the best movies I've seen, I think, in the past two years. It's up yes. there in my top five movies, right? Oh, yes. easy. Um, so Doug had a point when he said there was a reference to Jaws in the movie. I keep looking at my arms. I, um, there's a reference to Jaws in this movie. There is a reference right? yep. to Jaws in this movie. Turns out the entire movie is a reference of Jaws. I okay, knew it, man. I mean, um, okay. Knew it. I mean, I, it's, it's not something I immediately picked up on. So here's what Marcus did. Marcus scrolled through TikTok for you know certain types of research, and then I read articles from different yep. types of pages, right? And theories and whatever th- theories and proven. 
what it is said is there is proof that Jordan Peele took a lot of Jaws um, inspiration into this, where Jaws yeah. is the monster of the ocean. This one is the um, predator monster of the of skies. Guys. So mm. imagine Jaws, but in the skies. Yeah. Okay. So yep. it once I put that into perspective, that made sense to me. Right. Sure. Um, so I did want to acknowledge that that um, that Doug was correct in that comparison to Jaws. I, I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed that. What I specifically liked the most was the alien itself. And mm-hmm. they, they hired somebody who um, did a lot of comparisons of this alien. When they did the design for the alien, they did a lot of um, they, they took a lot of inspiration from uh, jellyfish. Love and yes. it, not just the yeah. umbrella jellyfish, but some of the jellyfish that move a little swifter and the yeah. jellyfish that, you know, um, move a little more sleek and they weird in their designs. When you see the final reveal of the alien predator it's clear as day where they got some of this inspiration from but it's a beautiful design um compared to what you see for the majority of the movie and in the final 20 minutes oh my 15 minutes of the movie um show this like really extravagant design of this alien and i enjoyed that a lot because i didn't think they were going to show shit i I didn't expect them to i didn't know what to expect honestly yeah me neither I didn't watch anything before this movie. I just literally just watched the movie. I didn't watch a lot of trailers, interviews, anything. I watched the teaser and Mm -hmm. immediately I was like Jordan Peele and something weird done. And then I like against my will, there was a trailer, I think, for uh, oh man, something I saw in June or or May. I can't remember what. And like it was like an extended trailer. And I was like, no, I don't Mm -hmm. need to know anymore. But like even that trailer, I feel like it needs to be said that like that was a misdirect like he like and i'm pretty sure if you look at some of the older trailers i think there's like steven yun in it like in scenes Mm -hmm. that he's not in Mm -hmm. in the movie so like really good misdirection yeah yeah Yeah, i i would absolutely agree with that marcus i think the monster design for this is pretty incredible i Um, couldn't look away it was it was amazing and i love I love the the in one of my favorite parts about this was the like internal shots of the monster mm-hmm. because they were very oh disorienting about mm-hmm. the whole process. And so I appreciate that, you know, horror movies are all about creating tension, making your audience sit in that tension and then either making the choice to break it and give them a break or to make them sit in that and see how long they can kind of handle that level of discomfort. And so I think we, he did an excellent job of creating that tension of like pulling people to the inside of the monster, making you go like, what am I looking at here? Like what I can't orient myself to what's happening. So this is bizarre. So I really appreciated sort of the, like the monster design and even taking advantage of not just the visuals of the monster externally, but also internally. Mm -hmm. I thought were good choices. And I mean, I think, God, one of the things for me, there's so much here. I think one of the things for me that I'm blown away by was like, I knew there was going to be a UFO at some point, but the fact that the UFO was the monster. Oh yeah. The fact that this is not a UFO movie. This is a monster movie. Mm -hmm. Like giving that genre switch is what I would say. Like, basically tricking you to be like nope like that is the alien and mm-hmm. it is not a spaceship and it it behaves like an animal it doesn't behave mm-hmm. like a like a fighter jet or anything yeah. um yeah. and i felt like that was such a smooth transition and a good not like a gotcha but like it's what you're expecting but not 
but it's really, not. But it really, really wasn't though. Yeah. Well, it just it, it takes on a whole new thing of like when it's UFOs, it's like you think of signs, right? Like yes. immediately I was worried. I was like, man, this is like I'm getting signs vibes yeah. from this. But then I'd say when you get to the Jupiter Ranch and yes. he's trying to do his show again, excellent misdirect by the trailer crew. I feel bad that the lady who has like injuries to her face. Yeah. Um, monkey ripped her face off. That came from the monkey that wasn't oh, yeah. an alien. And I feel yeah. shame because I, when I saw the trailer, I was like, that's an alien. And it's like, Oh mm. no, that's a real person. <laughs> um, I found something out about myself. Uh, I'll leave that there, but I feel like that's where the, Hilarious. where it turns as a movie. When you see that Jupiter ranch, um, because you're like, oh, no, like this is a monster and it's Mm -hmm. awful. Mm -hmm. And I I can't get the image out of my head of the people stuck in the monster Mm -hmm. going through screaming digestive digestive. You're just in there. And the only thing you're you're trying to crawl the only way you know how. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that is at the end of crawling is like dead carcasses mm-hmm. which yes. is just absolutely terrifying yes mm-hmm. um I, so i want to i want to slide in here because i'm gonna tell you i don't know if anybody knew this so this is from menshealth.com once again i was reading articles marcus wow. was reading read a book um Ooh, and can anybody guess what the original title well the working title for this movie was <laughs> my jokey my joke is don't look up but they they took that uh, okay that. i do not i do not know I couldn't I don't have anything so the working title for this was called Little Green Men and it's not because of what you thought it was oh sure you think Little Green Men and I think a lot of people like I did thought okay alien yeah right I mean that barn scene with the with Steven Yoon's kids playing the aliens it yeah. bugged me out. Like I yeah. sank into my seat. Yeah. I was like, I nope. don't like this. No, he at literally, all. no, he literally did. But <clears throat> Little Green Men is a reference to what the movie is. A, the underlying message in the movie is about, and it's okay. about how we make everything into a spectacle. How we yes. chase, um, yes. we so chase fun. the dollar. We chase the the little green men, the money, uh... and make everything into a spectacle. Little Jupe. Little Jupe monetized his yeah. um, trauma. He monetized his trauma after the set. He said, oh, yeah, people come in here and they sleep and they pay thousands of thousands of dollars to come in here and they sleep in this room in the set of the old show that he had. And he felt like he was so ordained that he monetized his trauma in building a farm that he felt like I'm a survivor of this thing that happened. This was in the article. This was re- this was the huh. reference. That he traumatized his... So I'll break it down by character, right? Lil Juke, monet, he monetized his trauma. The monkey incident, the chimpanzee incident mm-hmm, sure. on the set. He was a survivor. He then deemed himself as worthy and the one to feed this alien machine because, sure. you know, he must obviously... Oh, because, he's special. Okay. Because he feels like he was special and he was chosen. Then okay. OJ and Emerald are obviously in a financial trouble, so they do this whole thing to try and get footage of this like sure. alien because sure. they're also chasing little green men. The TMZ person with the camera <sighs> also chasing little green men. But that's why the script it started with the scripture. I will cast abominations upon you, assuming the abomination is the alien 
Yeah, right. will make spectacles of um and you and it will be made spectacles or however the scripture goes. I mean, so I'd like to say also that this is point number two that I was correct on. Because I also yes. made I also made a point about this on the drive home where I was like, Yeah, I feel like there could be something here about how you know people aren't actually paying attention. I think I made the angle, made a comment of like this is it feels as if this is trying to make the point of all of you are so obsessed with chasing mm -hmm. the next dollar or getting that taste of fame that you're not paying attention to even simple things like, hey, there's a cloud that's not moving. And and that's like, why they said about excellent. the shoe. If anybody was wondering about the shoe that was levitating, yeah. it was because with all that stuff going on, it, it was kind of inferred that nobody paid attention to the literal def defiance of physics that was happening. Oh, sure. Um, like it was a bad miracle. It was a bad miracle is exactly what it was wow. saying. So it's huh. like, is there such thing as a bad miracle? Incredible. Yes, you have this phenomenon that's in the sky, this spectacle, but people died from it. There was a bad miracle with the monkey. It was like, man, this monkey thing. And then all of a sudden it snapped, which also went into, for me, a an animal is still an animal at the end of the day. Oh, my like gosh. you can yeah. contain it so much, which is, you know, you can only little Jupe thought he had this thing under control until he didn't, which yeah, was yeah. like, first of all, the, the thing was hungry. It hadn't eaten and it showed up early. And little Jupe was like, well, uh, I guess it's feeding time. And then when the horse didn't come out, it then went and turned on little Jupe. Well, it's the same. Right. It's the same thing like in Jaws, like, you know, after the after they catch the first shark, they're like, no, we got it. We're done. Like this is right. We understand that because we've got the big the biggest shark that we can catch. We don't have to worry about it because what shark would come back or no shark attacks people like that. That's a point right. that Dreyfus makes all the time. And just when you think you understand an animal's behavior is when usually mother nature will remind you that you don't know shit about how animals are supposed to act and how they're supposed to kind of operate. So um, kind of an interesting observation. Yeah, that that's interesting. That's well, a interesting take, Brian. And I, I feel like the other thing with it too, is like you, you have Steven Young's character who throughout the entire movie, at least the first part of the movie before the abduction, however, we, the feeding, whatever, before the show right. happens, like it, the movie does this great thing of creating unease completely based on Steven Yun's normal oh, yeah. way of speaking, even though these are all traumatic incidents. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, obviously I I've mentioned this before. I have a counseling background, but like the moment he's talking about the incident, it's yeah. so jarring because you know, like, you know, from the cold open that it was horrifying. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. and you don't even see a dead body. Mm -hmm. By the way, Jordan Peele, all he's of that was him. contextual. He's None a fucking it. genius, by the way. It's really hard for me not to be on the Jordan Peele hype train because you didn't yeah. see a body. You saw feet, but you didn't see anybody like there wasn't any gore about it. It was just it was this tension. Anyway, you know, it was scary. Like Jordan mm -hmm. Peele has already showed you that. And here's Stephen Young being like, you know what? Check out the SNL sketch. And it's like this super just cataclysmic derangement of like there's this terrible thing that happened and i'm talking about it like i just watched the snl skit and mm -hmm. it's great mm -hmm. um and he's like naming the act which by the way i'm a big 90s snl person so i appreciate all the fact that he oh, yeah. nailed every single actor that would have been on yeah. the show like mm -hmm. and chris can would have been the monkey by the way oh I yeah 100%. That. <clears throat> um 
But like he's talking about that like it's totally normal dinner conversation when it's like if anybody who's gone through anything traumatic, a normal response is to be like, I don't really want to talk about it. Or if Mm -hmm. I do talk about it, I'm going to talk to you about it factually. Nobody would recount a terrible thing like that as like, check out the SNL skit. Like, which was also made into a spectacle because in what world is it really okay to then make fun of a situation like that where people died? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, and when I thought about it like that, that. Of like, yeah. you know, this guy is, he's recounting the story and he's like, no, SNL pretty much fucking nailed it. And Wait, him yeah. as an actor is looking at other people act this shit out, but that's a traumatizing experience. Like, and this, like, and people are laughing at this. And yeah, I mean, it's like the equivalent of just like, I, I can't think of an equivalent, but like any traumatic national traumatic event that mm-hmm. we've shared and then mm-hmm. one SNL doing a skit and we're like, okay with it. But two, then like someone recounting it in a yes. positive light. Yeah. I just, that immediately set me on edge and there was no horror element to mm-hmm. it like that. And I just, I feel like, I don't know. I'm really yeah. talking about Steven Young's performance and he was in it for like maybe 30% of the film, good, but really I, I feel good. like it was, it was a highlight. I hope he shows up again. That there's also a piece and an element because I did a little bit of research, not as much as extensively of Marcus, but there's also an element to this because Jordan Peele likes to play with um, notions of the way in which our country operates around topics such as like race. So there's also a whole other element and layer to this of was Stephen Young's character designed to be um, the ideal minority. Someone who can take on this notion of, look, he puts on a cowboy suit and he is trying to be to fall in with our history Mm. and with our culture. Um, And he's profiting from that from that level of success that he's had, Um, whereas people experiencing real trauma like the Haywoods who are like trying to just get by and they have a lot more stuff that they're experiencing are actively suffering but it's because they're not conforming to that societal norm of what someone expects them to be now not from lack of trying not from lack of, I mean, and again yeah. not from lack of yeah. trying and the other thing is is the big point that the person made i think it might have been straw hat that made this point i think you're right it was straw hat he made this point of like if you look at steven yun he's pretending to be a cowboy in the same way that maybe in the 50s and 60s you'd see traditionally white actors play cowboys while the real cowboy of the movie daniel kalua mm-hmm. is sort Holy of sitting buckets. on the background yeah. like it's sort of this idea of like mm. look at him play by this societal expectation and reap the benefit while the real cowboy does all the work and ends up being the real hero and no one may know who oh he that's is. an amazing read <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean shout out to straw hat goofy for that one i can't I, take credit for that i read that and as he was saying it i was like holy shit that's incredible i was I, really worried wow about this right when yeah. you, when it's time to start dissecting jordan peele movies because when you put out get out and i did want to hear what the what the um, i did watch get out thought about get out and then watching this movie but you know when you think about get out that movie was very on the nose once the reveal hit of what that movie yes. was about yes when you look at us it's a little bit more hidden i never did figure out what the theme of us was for me personally one, yeah um, I, I I never understood it, and that's why I didn't care for us like that. Yeah. Um, but then this one, I, I would have been you could watch this movie and not look up any dissecting themes, and I think it would still be a good movie. Oh, this um, is a good oh, yeah. this is a good movie without the layers. It's a good movie if if you don't even like you don't right. even need to think about the layers. It it gives you what Jordan Peele does so well, and Doug Doug mentioned this, so I want to give full credit to him. The cast is very minimal. 
the 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 end credits roll scene is very short it was really short it was like 25 people maybe like max and some of them have like maybe five minutes of screen time i think her name is barbie barbie ferreira i think your core group of actors and actresses is eight to nine people yes yeah and so jordan peele took a small cast and made a big movie and and also like kind of switched your thinking going back to what brian was said brian was saying I was thinking little green men were oh going to be in this ship. Oh, I and when you, you then change my perspective and say, no, 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 this whole thing is the animal. That changes the, I don't know what it is. It's almost like size, depth perception, like size. Perce- because when you say the aliens are not the size of me and ain't going to look me in the eye, eye to eye, right. they don't have phalanges. They don't have long yes. arm, two arms, two legs. You're, you're telling me that the thing in the sky, first of all, is an animal. So in right. my mind, I was like, this could be somebody's pet. And it's oh, big yeah. as hell, two yeah, buses I wide. Remember that. And then I was like, if that was a pet, imagine what else is bigger <laughs> out there. You know what I was like? That was, it kind of shifted my entire mind to be like, oh, fuck. Like, this is a much bigger deal and kind of more terrifying than you think. Because this is one. And it's yes. been here for years and years. And you don't know how long it's been on this planet Earth well, just kicking it. And I loved I love how they dissected kind of UFOs in the current day. Right. Because yes. I feel like with the rise of YouTube and like uh, like stuff like that, it kind of dropped off because mm. in this kind of feeds into this. Like if we're if we're going to pick up the spectacle thread, like there's not a spectacle mm-hmm. there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, mm-hmm. Hey, there were some lights over this Arizona city and people are like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Like it's not a spectacle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Navy, they're absolutely right, by the way, cause I, I followed this from a personal interest. Um, what they say in the movie about the Navy releasing footage, like they that did. is absolutely true. They, they released it. You can go look at it. And nobody, and, nobody better than I. And like, Yep. To me, I, I don't know what I'm seeing. It's kind like, and this is what I want to bring up. That's kind of the same phenomenon. Even though I, I was seeing this weird squid monster in the sky, I had this. It was a similar feeling of when I'm watching that UFO footage of like, this looks like a top, like a spinning top. Mm-hmm. You play with like tops and jacks mm-hmm. and stuff, but like it doesn't move. It doesn't move like an aerial craft so like what it's so hard for me to process what i'm seeing that Mm -hmm. you don't see anything in a sense like Mm -hmm. and you just keep staring at it um and i just i love how that all worked itself into a flourish of the movie um and i'm actually thinking right now of the diner and i'm kind of just finding i'm realizing this in real time of just like they're having this conversation in the diner but like I will admit my attention immediately went to the group of people that were like starting a scuffle in the background. Cause I was like, Oh, it's a Jordan Peele movie. And there's people in the background we're starting mm-hmm. there's something happening there. And I totally missed the dialogue. And uh, I'm pretty, been the point. I, like I, I wasn't concentrating on the dialogue, which was probably important, but I was so enamored with that spectacle that I didn't, I didn't, concentrated on th- and it was in the foreground by the way it's a well-lit mm-hmm. foreground shot of our three main yeah. kids talking to each other mm-hmm. like, and it got me like jordan peele got me i don't know if that was his intent but like yeah. it got me. i think the other piece that i think adds to there are a couple angles of this of me being on the jordan peele hype train from just like a from just like a, a directing and and to be honest with you like uh, like a writing standpoint so i think what I really appreciate about his writing style and what I really appreciate about the movies that I've seen. So I've seen this and I've seen get out 
and I watch them very closely because I think that Jordan Peele does an excellent job of playing with your expectation. Mm. Like he plays with this level of expectation that he says, he's like my audience, when they see this, I want them to expect a, Mm -hmm. what I am going to give them is B and not only will B be more scary because I've designed it to be, it will be more terrifying because it defies their expectation. That's true. Like I rem- like when I yeah. was watching Get Out, there was a large portion of me because it had been out for a while. I was like, "All right, I'm expecting racist shit to happen." Right. Like, I'm, this whole time, like I'm mm-hmm. expecting right. the you're having a black man go visit a white family in the South. I am the even the interaction with the cop. I was like, I am expecting I'm, some outwardly racist moment. I'm pretty to, sure it was. It still was in the North. York. Yeah, it was still New York. Was it really? I think it was upstate New York. Oh, because that's why they're all good liberals. Mm -hmm. Even then, again, my expectation that it's somewhere deep in the South, it 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 adds to the level of horror of it. Be like, no, this isn't where that would be the case. Mm -hmm. It isn't going to be something super terrible, and it's Mm going to be the last group of people that you might expect. Is a tremendous moment for your viewer going into it, and he did the same, a similar thing here, where he said. People are expecting a moment in the barn. What am I? What I'm going to give them that is more scary is everybody's inside the house, and the monster is literally pouring its contents of its stomach down onto the people incredible, in that house. Incredible I, scene. Incredible. I said out loud. I said, "This man is a fucking genius." Incredible like that, scene. I never would have expected for someone to have to endure that mm-hmm. because I was expecting still when they're in the house, I'm expecting the aliens to show up and walk in the door. It's, and so it uh, is just such a fantastic piece of like just writing and d- directing and his vision with that. It's just, that. it's genius. If I can gush about that, I think it's the second act like horror sequence is how I would label mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. there are so many things efficiently communicated within the film medium that it is it is dizzying at that point because uh-huh. you have um, OJ coming back and he you you also had Angel leaving and he's blasting. I only wear my sunglasses at night uh-huh. and they mess with the speed and the yeah. sound of that song, which is a song about which like Jordan Peele does well every movie. Seriously, which is a song about like what you actually see and what you choose to see. Yeah. And then have that be the indicator of how close the alien is. Yeah. And it's this layer of like, oh, it's raining. The power went out. Wait a minute. Why isn't it raining? But I can still see it raining. Okay, now there's blood. Now there's a sound. Like it's just it, it yeah. keeps leveling up in every single sense. And I didn't even mention the sound in that escalation. Like Ooh, yeah. the sound goes away or it distorts. Mm-hmm. Like just creating all these moments of dread that are just like it, I didn't know I was like clenching myself. Like mm-hmm. I was just I had to relax after that because I yeah. just it, it was incredible. And it, and it explains the rules in that scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? that's a great point. That's um, a very and, good point. And for me, for me, that was something that I was afraid, you know, he, the, the family dynamic, he said that there was a brother and two sisters when it came to the, to the Haywood family, they never said anything else about the other sister. They never gave you oh, a lot I of context that. on what the relationship was. I, maybe it was the edible talking, but from yeah. what I remember was like, I thought that they said it was OJ and he had two sisters. Okay. And Emerald, you know, Emerald was the other sister that they were trying to get to do the horse training and shit. They didn't give you a lot of context on the family. They didn't give right. you a lot of context on Angel. They didn't give you a lot of context on all these right. characters or the alien. In this scene, 
it answers the question without saying anything. Nobody mm -hmm. is deliberately like, oh, it's shitting out keys and things. And that's how our dad died. No, it was like, okay, you get it. The force at which it's pushing all this stuff out and the key lands in the porch, like the piece of wood on the porch, mm -hmm. you say, oh, yeah, yep, that's how the dad died. Okay, yep it's, yep. it's going to spit out everything that it can't eat. Yes. Okay, yeah. When he put the, the jump scare horse scene which oh, I was like, oh fuck, like that oh got me. God. And that and it wasn't even the jump scare, it was the elements of what was happening in the scene. Mm -hmm. It's dark, the car won't start. Uh, uh and it's just, here's something that I really, really like, and it's gonna be something is very interesting and weird, right? Okay, black people are so beautiful to me, right? Okay. Black people's skin is so beautiful, and when you have okay. somebody who's the skin tone mm -hmm. of Daniel Kaluuya, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those shots where it's just shadows and darkness mm -hmm. and all you can see is his eyes, mm -hmm. his teeth. It's the way that the scene sets up where it's like it's pitch black yes. in mm -hmm. that car. It's pitch black outside <clears throat> and it's him with the food in the trunk and an alien above him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this shit is a little bit too eerie for me. And then all of a sudden, boom, <laughs> the horse comes out as a sign from the alien of don't do that shit again. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. oh, okay, got it. I see what's it. And when he pokes his head out the thing and he looks up and he says, nope, that is every black nope. person's reaction. I think it was just, if all felt natural reaction. and nothing felt yeah. forced. And yeah. that's what I yeah. think I enjoyed the most. So that's a combination of things that, I like about Jordan Peele's style and everybody in, in this movie. I think the other piece is, is I think that there are the other element to this movie that I think is unrelated, but goes to the length of the like incredible storytelling of, of Jordan Peele mm -hmm. is the whole use of Gordy's home as a way to oh. both terrify your audience. But again, Marcus, to your point of the, you need to know the rules of like yeah. what you're dealing with. Yeah. Because an one, still an animal. that scene is terrifying. It's scary. That, as and it gets worse. Sorry. I don't want to cut you off. You're fine. When it's, <laughs> when the movie starts with the cold open, that's terrifying. It's, but it's when Lil Juke tells the story, that's also scary. But when you realize they show Lil, there's a part where they do the cold open. Then there's a part where Lil Juke is, they show Lil Juke underneath the table. Then yes, they show man. you the full of the monkey, when he the chimpanzee when looks into the camera and I was like, is the chimpanzee looking at me? And then you realize it's looking at little Jupe and sees yeah. him. The whole thing is just continuously terrifying bit by yep. bit. I don't know how he did it, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, but no. What he did was is he again. That's usually like when the movie would start to get a little slow. It's where right. he would introduce something in there to be like, no, you still need to be on edge because this is. This is kind of foreshadowing to what you're dealing with. Like this is, yeah. I, I am showing you the rules of what's going on here. You mm -hmm. still don't have all the contents to context to make sense of this, mm -hmm. but this is what you're dealing with. Like you're dealing with something that is unpredictable and can be both enraged or spooked and scared and mm -hmm. angry. Right. And we'll lash out that way. Um, and we'll lash out that way at anybody around. And it's going to take somebody truly special to be able to sort of corral it into something that is manageable. Well, and I just, the whole, the whole element of that. I mean, I found the, the, I found the Gordy's home stuff to be probably some of the most terrifying elements of the movie. Yeah. Um, 
And it's because one, we've all read the story of some numbskull in Florida who has a chimp as a pet and ends up going through something like this. So there's a lot of reality to it. And then on top of that, it's just not understanding it and then putting it like you got to remind yourself that's not Jupiter as a that's not Jupiter as an adult. It's a fucking kid under that he's table. A kid. Right. And like, of course the kid would feel like he's worthy if the monkey went and killed everybody <clears> except <throat> for you. Yeah. And you don't realize that the monkey is 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 now what I guess calming down. Um well, I didn't under, that was the I, one thing I didn't really understand. I feel like this is a good discussion here because the way the way I interpreted it, yeah, the whole situation was that so the balloons, so the scene was it was Gordy's birthday. They open the, the they open the box, the balloons go up, the balloons pop for Start whatever to. reason. Yep. And that's when he like loses it. Yes. Yep. And you only hear the audio of it. Brilliant choice. Brilliant. Um, and to me, it was because the the balloons kept popping mm-hmm. was that was the reason gordy couldn't handle it mm-hmm. and that's and i also didn't see like any attempt at an animal wrangler i don't know if that's supposed no. to be a commentary yeah. here <clears throat> of like they just they were just messing with this monkey which you should not do um and then so we see him attack the little girl actress we see the monkey attack the dad actor and then mm-hmm. he sees gordy or not i'm sorry he sees jupe but like he doesn't i feel like the the scene goes out of its way to show you like well he's not making direct eye contact like it's it's this weird like uh lace like mm-hmm. thing over the, the tablecloth. over the table mm-hmm. thank you the tablecloth yep. like you still see gordy but you're not you can't make direct eye contact and so like was gordy coming out of it because there were no more balloons popping or was it because no one was making direct eye contact with him. I don't know. I thought it was the first book. Okay. And, and I'm only saying that because there seemed to be some type of countdown with the amount of balloons, right? He timed it. Jordan Peele okay. timed the balloons. It was, I'm a person who likes patterns. So I felt like I was maybe picking up on something that wasn't there, but no, there no. Was, it seemed to be three balloons there. there was the first pop set them yeah. off. There was, and then sure. there was another slow pop. And then the last one after the last one, it seemed like Gordy kind of snapped out of it and then huh. realized what he did and then saw Jupe to say, no, like, it's okay. Like, no, I don't know what happened. I need some help. So, Cause he, yeah. he, Oh, this is what I wanted to say. The, the chimpanzee signing. is signing something and I'm telling oh. the, like I took ASL and I'm trying to piece oh, it together. Signing something. But the, the chimpanzee was signing something the entire, he was signing something when, uh, he he backed up to the couch and was like terrified, and then he was signing something to Jupe to try to say something, but I I couldn't put it together quick enough of what he was trying okay. to say. Yeah, and so it seemed like he was trying to say no, like maybe friend or uh you're safe or something like that. I, I can't remember what it is, and then that's why he tried to do the fist pump to show him uh that it's me, like I'm like I, like I'm back. Yeah. I guess I'm back to normal. That's how I perceive the scene. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. For some reason, my brain went to. It's I go back and forth between this depending on the day. One day I think it's he was excited about the balloons, and so when they started popping, he lost it because he was mad and he didn't understand because he's an animal. He doesn't understand why they were popping. He took it out on anyone else who was around there to basically bring the balloons back. 
like there was a part of me that like thought he was really mad about the balloons. There's another part of me though, that because they were popped that he interpreted those balloons as threats. And so was trying to basically once he started going into like defense mode, he attacked anything that was potentially a threat. And if it's in, if he's in defense mode and you make eye contact, he's going to say, no, that's a threat and I need to destroy it like that. Because if you remember the way that the parallel that I drew is that those balloons were the same color as the wacky waving inflatable arm like tube men. They were the same color. They were purples and blues and yellows and reds. They were were the exact same color and he was destroying them because he thought they were threats and they did the exact same thing with the alien. Interesting. Yes. I, I mean, I guess. Okay. And I I think think that's again, the beauty of this is that everybody can be right. Like there's really no right answer. It's what we kind of took from it. So Brian, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. And I'm definitely, I, I'm still processing it. Like I, I definitely don't think I have the definitive answer in knowing Jordan Peele. It's very possible that there isn't one. Uh, One of the things that stands out to me though, is comparing that sequence to the, the horse on set sequence where like they're almost, it's almost, I don't know the right way to say this. It's almost like, all right, we've come a long way of how we treat animals when they are, performers but it's not there yet right because like oj is like no 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 like no loud noises don't spook the horse don't do this like don't let him see they shove that thing in his face stand away like they're trying their best but people are still chasing the spectacle they're still trying to just not maybe exploit but just like just have their way with the animal like right um and I guess you can layer that onto yeah. the Jupe's ranch and how he's treating this alien as another animal to exploit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great, great point with that, Brian. That's, uh, that's, yeah, good. that's a good parallel to pick up on. Um, I think the last thing I want to just touch on for a moment is I want to touch on the finale of this. Yeah. Because the finale of this is where, I where it really started to come together for me, like the jaws, like the jaws, like, uh, you know, nod, because the part for me where I was like, it's jaws was when um, (laughs) Emerald was taking pictures of it at at the end, because I still need to do this comparison, but I need to stand up the scene where in jaws, where he's shooting the where he's shooting the shark because I believe that's four shots. And then the shot at the end with the camera, she fires off four shots of the camera at the alien. Mm -hmm. And I stood those up and I went, it's Jaws. Like, it's (laughs) absolutely. I said, this is this is a nod to Jaws. That's what he said. Um, said Because those two scenes to me are very sequent. And it's it's what's said. Jaws is the everybody smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Like as he shoots the shark, Mm -hmm. she says, this is going to fuck you up. And to me, I was like, there's her Jaws moment with the alien and she's shooting film, not necessarily a gun, but she's shooting film. Right. That's when I stood those up and I was like, it's Jaws. This is Jaws. Not to mention the balloon popping in both instances with the alien and the monkey is also another parallel. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, there's the whole it's the barrels in Jaws. Yeah. The barrels went off and you couldn't see it. it, Like when um. Well, when the, with the chimpanzee and with little Jupe, the balloons are going off, and that's the thing that's, you know, either brings back the chimpanzee or sets off the chimpanzee. When they send up the little Jupe balloon to the alien, that yeah. 
is there's a parallel there that I cannot connect. Here's the one thing I'm, I'm excited about rewatching this movie. Yeah, because I'm very my gosh. From what it. I'm Googling, nobody has picked up on the monkey doing the sign language thing. And I, I'm, I like that because it means later on down the road, we're going to pick up on something in this movie that is going to be significant. Um, and this is a movie I will enjoy to rewatch. It's sci-fi. And it is it, it, mm-hmm. it's sci-fi. It's it's up, it's right up my alley. It showed me what I wanted to see. It kept me in the dark for a little bit. It get it got me suspenseful. Uh, it kept me in suspense. I like the two black leads. I like all the minority mm-hmm. leads. Um, I enjoy I enjoyed all of this shit. This is like yes. and, and and I like the location of it. It wasn't in a big city. It wasn't like yes. a thousand people were going to be involved in this once you see the alien it was like no we're going to have this set group of characters that all took on or noticed this alien at different points in the movie yeah. angel well, found it when he when they set yeah. up the camera um oj and his sister found it when oj saw it that night juke ben knew about it long time ago <laughs> lord knew how long juke knew about it it did he was doing knows? it for six months exactly. he was doing that show for six months exactly yeah and it's like that's what i enjoyed the most was everybody wasn't on the same page but then like they were on the same page and i i just i really liked it i'm excited to watch it can i say something that might be potentially contrarian or might oh, potentially boy. be sure. bold please I really like this movie. I have okay. enjoyed dissecting it and kind of talking yeah. about what we got from it with each other. Mm-hmm. I am nervous about Jordan Peele's career going forward. Okay. And I say that from the perspective okay. of, I hope that it doesn't, I hope that he gets to this point like where we can still make movie. He can still make movies and we enjoy talking about them. Because God help him if he makes a movie that doesn't have some type of underlying message. I feel like people <laughs> fucking revolt. And so that, that's kind of my that's kind of like my that's my fear, I guess, is that I really like his stuff. I really like his choices. I really like his work. And so I hope he just feels like he can keep doing him without everyone being like, did you see that? There was a guy flipping yeah. a nickel. That's a nod. to That was a buffalo nickel. So it's a toss yeah. back to a like we don't. We don't necessarily need to do that. Some things are just things in the movie and some things have a greater point. And again, I'm and that's me after having spent the better part of like 40 to 50 minutes us talking <laughs> he, about it. So there's well, I, I just get nervous about he's that. Four, four, right. Because we're Candyman was also a Jordan Peele movie, too. Right. Is that uh, he, he produced it. He didn't direct it. He didn't yeah. direct it. OK. And that still had an underlying message in it too, though. Yeah, it was a pretty oh, yeah. heavy message to the end there. Yeah, very heavy, very very heavy. <laughs> I, mean, I see the, I see the, the concern. I see the concern. I just, I know it's kind of out there, but it, it gets Mm-mm. to this point where, I guess, I just get nervous about how our society tends to reward genius. Like we tend to reward yeah. genius with this, like we're going to layer more expectations on you to be perfect mm-hmm. all the time and to entertain us. And you know, his he could make another movie and it could suck. It's, well, I mean, it's yeah. probably not gonna, but it could. <laughs> He's definitely going quality over quantity, though. I oh, mean, 100%. I think, uh, Doug, I'm so curious to hear what you think about Us. I really enjoyed Us. I gotta watch Us. I feel like it is the divisive Jordan Peele movie for mm-hmm. people that like Jordan Peele movies. I feel like okay. a lot of people I'll have a lot of different opinions about it, so we can revisit that. I yes, liked dude. Us, um, but I think... I, I think for this though, I think Jordan, I think it goes back to what Marcus said. Like he understands the type of quality that he wants to make. That's and true. We're not doing like an MCU thing here of like, oh, just yeah, that shoving everything out the door. Mad. 
And I mean, he takes it's been three years, right? Three, four mm-hmm. years uh, since yeah. us. And so I feel like he knows he has the time to figure this out. This is going to be his third film that probably crosses a hundred million. He's got this another one out on the way too, doesn't he? I have to look, but like I, I feel like the the huge mm. underline here is like Jordan Peele is the only one doing this with like original movies. Like I just yeah, I, like obviously there's other filmmakers we can talk about, but like writing, directing, producing, uh, not I, I mean like you there's not a lot of other st- and like in the middle of the summer too, in the middle of blockbuster season, he comes out here with an original movie and blows the roof off the doors. Yeah, and like makes a number one movie. It's gonna cross a hundred million. There's no existing franchise to back him up. It is just him. And so yeah. this is all to say, I, th- I I'm more confident than not that Jordan Peele will take his next project. And I think it'll, it'll resonate. Um, because if there's anything that I, I can tell, it feels like he has a lot to say. Um, so I don't feel like there's a shortage of ideas. It's just how to, how to package them. And I, I guess yeah. at this point, I'm happy to give him the benefit of the doubt. Cause he's at least, he's at least trying something new yeah which i will always reward over 100 you know uh and maybe that's yeah. and maybe that's the angle maybe that's if i were to like a like amend my statement maybe it's that <laughs> maybe it's that brian maybe it's the like hey hollywood like just let him do his thing yeah like you don't well you don't they, they should have learned that lesson by you don't now. you mean, don't need to rush him like he's gonna be just fine yeah. and he's gonna do a great job with it it's gonna be an awesome movie that people genuinely like so don't don't try to rush it out and start putting out every knockoff of nope that you can come up with oh because gosh. it's just there's not going to be any way to replace that level of you, you can't repeat that level of just um of artistic craftsmanship it's just not possible to like mass produce that or so, do or do it quickly in like right. yeah, an, like an MCU warehouse model, right? I love right. MCU movies, but like As it is I. getting to a point where like it, the 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 secrets out. You just got a bunch of CG mm-hmm. artists just working on Marvel all the time, all the time, um, rushing and, them. And and I, to your I point, Brian, like, he comes out of nowhere and writes an original story, does yeah. it with a small crew and a fucking nothing budget. Sixty nine yeah. million dollars in this mm-hmm. day and age for a movie for, is nothing for it's a nothing. sci-fi movie it's yeah, nothing that was that, it, it costs almost as much for two episodes of lord of the rings it um <laughs> it right. is an episode and a quarter of a lord of the rings movie that uh, I mean, show show sorry which oh, doesn't fun. that yeah. even underscore his own point like right, right of him talking about spectacle that's a, yeah that's a great brand that's a meta that is absolutely a meta point. what i did notice but with this one though and, and maybe i missed it with get out and us but the uh, media run is a little bit more heavy and significant this time around. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It just feels like Daniel. there's more interviews with Daniel Kaluuya and there's yeah. more content with Kiki Palmer and there's more, yes. you know, and, and I'm enjoying seeing this stuff on TikTok and seeing this stuff. And it seems like there's more of a push behind this movie. Yep. Even yeah. though you may not know what it's about. he Jordan Peele is actually doing interviews. And I don't right. know why I think I, I consider him a recluse kind of sort of not yeah. really but i don't know it, i just feel like they really got behind this movie i don't understand what people didn't like about it i understand being on the fence you know movies and music are um subjective yeah. right um but i don't know i just don't understand why people just didn't like this movie or what they were expecting i'd like I, to see what people were expecting i get it i get i get I, the one piece of this that people didn't like 
I get the one piece of it, What's which that? is the piece of it that people didn't like that resonates the most is the one thing that we didn't talk about, which is the weird photo, the photographer guy. They don't okay. his, his placement in this story. Given the strong story, I mean, think about it. We it is just, random. We've just spent the last 50 minutes talking about this movie. And yeah. the only time we brought him up was to say, yep, he was in it. I mean, to me, that is probably one of the more heavy handed narrative devices and like satire, not satire, but like theme pieces of the yeah. movie. Um, and I, I, I do feel like it had to be on purpose. So just, to, I mean, if we're all talking about the same thing, this guy in a chrome helmet with a weird one. Oh, Brian, I'm not even talking. No, I'm not he's even talking, talking about, about the movie. The movie director. I'm talking about the movie the director who came in, came in with his. Oh, you're talking about him. Yeah, I'm talking mm-hmm. about him. He's the one piece of this that doesn't make. The TMZ got made sense. sense when it came oh, to the, the TMZ spectacle. guy made a ton of sense. That's oh, where I got really it. Yeah. People don't think he makes sense. I don't think he made sense either. But after the way that he died, you know, it, it just seemed. It was a weird placement. I just didn't understand it. And his it, whole, we don't deserve the money shot. I was like, okay, what? Like, I don't, why? Like, what, what <laughs> why? I missed like, that. Okay. I What it felt like to me uh, was this kind like, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, do what it. What it felt like to me was this presence of death. Um, okay. And you get ominous vibes from him the minute you mm-hmm. see him yeah, in his sure. edit bay, and he's like watching old footage of predators like mm-hmm. attack prey. <laughs> really old, weird. Footage. Just like it, it looks like it's black and white. It's very mm-hmm. strange. He has this very distinctive voice, mm-hmm. and he's he's trying like he is off to this impossible shot, and it it just it has these vibes of like. Oh man, I, I'm five days away from retirement. Like off, off the force, it's grizzled like, it's police just, captain. Like it's yes. It's like I'm on my way out, and you two yeah. go and destroy oh, seven cars. And, like <laughs> it just it had this vibe Very to me stupid. of like this is the folly of like trying to capture to trying to capture every moment to try to. Right, it, it's like this cautionary tale of like just very on the nose of like. He tried to get the impossible shot. He got the impossible shot and it killed him. Like, and right. Cause he talks to M uh, Kiki Palmer and he's like, you don't want all eyes on you. It's not, it's not worth it. You're and not ready for it. You're not ready for it. Um, And it, that's just kind of how it feels within that theme. Yeah. It didn't bother me, but I understand it as jarring. However, I did enjoy that of the core group, the white guy dies as opposed to any of the people in color. I enjoyed that wholeheartedly as someone that has watched way too many horror movies where people of color are the ones that die. And that's a great point, Brian. Like I, I didn't even, he just became kind of the background to be honest for me. I didn't even really acknowledge him. He was just kind of there (laughs) thinking about him. him. No, seriously. Like, I mean, with the exception of being the one who sings flying purple people eater, which I heard because my dad had he the record did. of and sang he all did. the time that, was, um, that I could see that point of being death and maybe kind of going off of your like inspiration, Brian, maybe there's the point there of like, even, even a person who is obsessed with death will find right. a way to monetize it. Like maybe, maybe there's that component of I mean, it, but that that's, 
that's now days removed and having to really kind of think about it. So I think I can see yeah. how for some that's a tough sell. And the other, yeah. I think the tougher, the tougher sell, the, the, that could all be valid in both points. I think the tougher sell is too many things makes Marcus head hurt. And it's just like, <laughs> that's fair. you know, if I have to, you know, when you go into a Jordan Peele movie, that's one of the first things you're going to look for is what's the message. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if there's one, you think you find one, you're like, okay, I'm going to sit with this one. And then if there's another, you're like, okay, well, there's two. You know, these awkward scenes where this guy just comes out of nowhere and starts filming after he said no and then dies, I have to be like, oh, fuck, that has to be something because Jordan Peele is not crazy enough just to add a random moment like that in a movie. <laughs> true. So then I have to figure that out too. You know, sometimes you just want to go two for three or just one for three and just enjoy the movie. So I, I, I yes. do understand you know, the frustration there. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, I mean, I think, yeah, like, right. It, it, yeah. And that's how Jordan Peele gets to play with our expectations a little bit. Right. Like, right. We're looking for the message and he knows that. And I think that's, I the thought other it was going to be a race based one. I'm not going to lie to y'all. <laughs> I mean, I still think there's an argument that it, it, it is to, to some extent. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. that, that to me, the entire thing is a huge star Wars fan. Like I am very familiar with all of the effects that they're starting to use, like the volume set. Right. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. how some people are like, that looks super fake. And here you have a family with a rooted tradition who is, is like a black family, which mm-hmm faces their own barriers and they're trying to, they, they have horses, real horses and trying to do practical stunts with real horses, real mm-hmm. things. And then immediately when something doesn't fit into a perfect little box at a movie studio, they wheel out a green screen horse yeah. and yeah, it, it it's frustrating. Like I can yep. see that frustration. I feel like we can pull more out of that. It's just like, as someone that enjoys all the special effects, I also recognize that like that practical aspect, it mm-hmm. brings a new feel to it. And mm-hmm. if you're, if you're a family already facing adversity for a, a whole other variety of reasons, that makes it even harder. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. And I mean, again, way to highlight that in your own movie where you only spent $69 million and the, probably the only CG was the main <laughs> monster. The rest of it was practical and the monkey. And yeah. that's practical effect. Yeah, no, otherwise. Yeah. Oh, so. I didn't even think about the monkey. I yeah, was so they said, they said you couldn't you that's why we don't use chim- chimpanzees on set. Well and played. They, yeah. And they saw the CD monkey the CD. And the monkey has a credit. If you go to IMDb, mm. it was somebody in a suit with motion sensors on it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. Well, what a great wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't think of a better wow. That's yep. um gentlemen, anything else before we close out this week's episode? No. Go see it for I yourself. Got, yeah, it's good. Go see it. I got it's one. I got one thing. I got one thing I want to share, and then, then, and then I'm happy to close it out. I think uh, one of the messages that stuck with me was the fact that this this alien it can't do anything to you. It can't do anything bad to you unless you look at it. And I felt like there's a lot of stuff in our world where it's just like, hey, this bad thing happened, or like someone's getting dunked on on TikTok or Twitter, mm-hmm. and like we look at it and we give it power, right? And this isn't like a new concept. If we give the bad things power by even just looking at it, it creates more bad things or it chews you up or like anyone that's gotten into a, like a flame war on Facebook underneath <laughs> a political you know, thing, uh, like a political article, Ooh, and you're like trying to point. type like, hey, you, you're wrong. And like, all you're doing is giving energy to Facebook. All you're doing is giving energy to these people 
who are just trying to create this spectacle so that you just give it attention so that it can give it more air. And so that was something that stuck with me as someone who can be very argumentative and like, no, the way to do this is you shout them down. And it's like, no, like sometimes you need to be dead. <laughs> sometimes you need to be OJ in this movie. Don't look at it. You can acknowledge it's there. You can acknowledge it's scary, but don't give it power. And, and just say no. Can, and just say nope. And go on with your day. No like shit, Brian. You know, well done, like that man. was just that, that was something that stuck with me. No That's another way to look shit. at it. I'm excited to watch this movie again. Damn. That, <laughs> that was good. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's much better than my half-cocked idea that I thought it was halfway through this. <laughs> I mean, my half-cocked idea halfway through this was there's this big element of like anytime the monster is nearby, the best way okay. that like the uh, the Haywoods deal with it is they're indoors. And okay. I leaned over to Marcus halfway through the movie and I was like, oh, fuck, it's a COVID thing. See, they're staying inside and they're not getting hurt and oh, nothing's shit. happening to them. And then I said, oh, yeah. And see the crowd of people at Jupiter's Crossing. They all got punished because they gathered in a crowd. Yours is much better. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is much, much I mean, better. Like, close. I, that's, why I, I, that's, better. that's why I didn't want to say he was wrong. I just said, you know what? Uh, that could also like, be right. Everybody's right. Yeah. Like, honestly, when I went into this movie, I was waiting for the twist to be that the alien saucer was like an airplane and they were just abducting people to make movies. So that's what I thought the movie was going to be. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's so, incredible. Okay. So happy all I was right. wrong. Okay. All right. All right. Well, go see it for yourself. It's out in your theater. Go check it out. Check it out when it comes to streaming. If it, wherever oh it's going to go, who knows yeah. where it's going to go. But yeah. wherever it is, check it out. More than likely, I feel like Peacock because it's a universal. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Yep. So go ahead and check this out because uh, it's awesome. Um, gentlemen, anything that you all would like to plug this week? Don't forget to follow the mantra. Never offended, always humble. You dig what I'm saying? Go stream the music. Marcus J. Destin. Thank you to Roman Myers once again. We appreciate you, big dog, for oh, always yeah, hanging in there, being such a strong supporter. You know what I mean? We really do thank you for that. Um, and you know what I you know what I'll say? I'll say this. Continue. I, I, I heard from Dr. Howe today, a good friend of mine who's you know moving on and moving forward. And he just gave good advice to continue to be. Actually, he just wrote on my wall. I'm going to read the quote that he said, please. Um, and Dr. Howe said, um, here's some advice from T. Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson. Now, Thomas Jefferson, you know, we don't we don't support okay. all that. But here's just some advice. You take what you take what you need and you throw the rest out, as my grandmother would say. In matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. Well, and that's so, you very good advice. You just want to stand by the shit you believe in and also continue to be the light in this time of darkness. There's a lot that's of people that are just great. falling as I freak out about uh, monkeypox. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of people just fall into the darkness. It's a lot of darkness. But now what we need is a little bit more light to, you know, shed the way. So do your part. All you can do is the best you can as best you can. Um, and that's all you awesome. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Completely agree. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If uh, if you need your if you need some lifestyle ideas, make sure to go check out the lovenerds.com recipes, designs, shirts. We got you all covered. The lovenerds.com. Uh, you also owe Roman Myers some coffee. By you the way. do. Owe uh, yeah, I'm so coffee. sorry. I meant to give a shout out to Roman Myers. He gave us a chat here as we started talking about. Nope. I did offer to make coffee for joining the Patty family. Um, so yeah, I'll have to figure out those logistics. I, I don't know if I need to, to get figure a out how you're going to do that. 
need to get a Keurig and like just stand on the road somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to think about this. Uh, thanks for the, wow, there. thanks for the thumbs up. I I mean, I, I'll figure it out. I don't know. Maybe I need a drone. Yeah, we'll Maybe. figure it out. That's exciting. I'll think about that. or whether that is through just giving us a listen or sharing us with your friends uh we love doing this thing week in and week out we're glad you love it too so share it with a friend so we can all share the love um gentlemen we have a three-step process to success brian what is our first step look first step read a book all of us were talking about different perspectives of how we understood this movie and the only way you get there is if you read a book that introduces other concepts for you to understand different things through a different lens read a book read a book great 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 advice I have local shop. There, I have local <laughs> coffee shops with gift cards. <laughs> Somebody get this man. You remember uh, Chadwick Boseman? Someone get this man a shield. Someone get this man some coffee. That's I, very, I, look, very I will figure out. I look. I'll figure out some coffee, Roman. I, let's get him some coffee delivery. on behalf of films in black and white. Let's How about that? that? Yeah, um, you know, he's given enough money, enough to. What is our <laughs> second? What is our second key? Uh, the second key to success is drink some water. Summer is not over yet. It's no, still it's hot as all blazes outside. 105. So continue to drink some water. You know what I mean? The, the water makes your stool go smoother. That's very good advice. And it's mm-hmm. that's not the angle I expected, but that's science. That's that's all right. I mean, I can't I'd like to argue with it, but I can't. Um, the third step is to look, y'all, wash your ass. A hundred and five degree day is a two shower day. It just is. You wake up, you shower in the morning, you shower before you go to bed. It's just a two shower day because you know that the minute you go outside, sweat is going everywhere. So just I'm going to keep it simple this week. Just wash your ass. Take a shower, if anything, to cool yourself off. um, So that way you kind of get a break and a reprieve from the heat. So wash your wash your ass. um, Indeed. Um, that does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. We will be back next week where we'll break down some news for you and some other happenings. Otherwise, in the meantime and in the between time. Rest in peace to the flesh. You know we what I'm saying? Stay, we say stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. All right, Gustav. We love you, baby. <laughs> you so free right now. You so free.